I thought that was a pretty good opening, all things considered. Yeah, do it again, and I won't. I won't dig around this time. Nope, nope, you've ruined it. I'm, mm. I'm quitting. Howdy, this is episode 49 of Do For A Win, the Atlantic City and Casino Biz podcast. I am your host, Kyle Askin, joined as always by Craig Stone. What's going on, Craig? Not much. Ready to do a trip report, which is, I think, what the people are waiting for. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit overdue, so sorry for the delay. Um, I know we've taken a little bit of flack about it, but uh, we'll explain everything and, and why we decided to do this in episode 50, but... I promise there's no nefarious reason behind it. It wasn't to drum up support for this episode or anything like that. So uh, we, we will explain why we did that next this next episode. But anyway, the trip report. We like um, to build suspense. Yeah. That's we are not showmen. A- absolutely not <laughs> the reason. <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah, we, we went to Atlantic City the week of, uh, I don't know, when was it? June eleventh through the thirteenth, you were there. That's the right. 13th. I left on the twelfth, like a sucker. Foolish. Yeah, the night of the twelfth was was magical, and you missed it. So anyway, we can we can kind of start. Uh, well, we should start with the meetup, right? Yeah, because that was the the biggest thing that we could have possibly done in Atlantic City. The biggest thing. So we had a meetup at the deck at Golden Nugget, and we had a whole bunch of people show up. So, of course, Ed, the the organizer himself of our meetup, uh, Joan Carey, uh, Renee and Pat, uh, Justin Slotman, and then you, me, and your brother Paul, of course. So, it, it, was, it was pretty successful. Um, I don't know. What do you have to say about the meetup? Yeah, for a Sunday afternoon, I mean, fairly late in the afternoon, obviously, most people who are going for the weekend have already checked out by then, so... Uh, good to see pretty good turnout. Good to meet everybody. Very nice talking to people. It actually, you know, we were at the deck for what, maybe an hour and a half, hour, 45 minutes, ended up moving on to other places. We can talk more about that. But I mean, I think we ended up hanging out with various people from the meetup for a pretty long time. Mm -hmm. Uh, so it was, uh, it was a good meetup. So definitely happy with it and looking forward to do it, to doing it again whenever we get a chance. So what did you think of the deck? Uh, I liked it a lot. I thought it was a cool space. Um, it's definitely something that's unique in AC. There's nowhere else that really has that kind of um, sort of laid back out, outdoor space that's not a pool. I mean, Trop has their pool. I've heard it's their outdoor pool is kind of overrun with kids. Uh, but this is definitely more of an adult space. The service I thought was pretty good. Um, what else? Uh we were People get, did not drink as much free beer as I thought they would. Yeah, it was being a... true to my word. I tried to buy <laughs> beer for everyone, and most people were like, "Eh, no, it's all right." So was, I had to drink a whole bunch sub- of my subdued my bucket of beers that I bought. Yeah, so that we we talked a little bit about the potential playing blackjack outdoors there, and we did not because it was six to five blackjack. Yes, as I suggested last episode or two episodes ago, it was it was indeed six to five. So yeah, and and that was not a surprise, but. Uh, I'm happy to report that most other people were also turned off by six to five blackjack. I think I only saw two people at total among the three or four or whatever tables they had there playing six to five blackjack at the deck. 
uh, at Golden Nugget. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I don't. I can't see it ever going back to three to it, two. Like what it are the was, odds? But it was empty, and I believe Ed said, or you and Ed said multiple times that like this is so dumb. If this was three to two, there'd be way more people playing instead of the dealers just standing around doing nothing. Yeah, I mean, you're paying dealers to stand there who get a set hourly rate, and like clearly you want this house edge, but that house edge is only worth anything if people are playing. If it, right. and honestly, Which they weren't. Absolutely, Ed Ed nailed it. But like if if but, it was three to two, we would have all been playing tons of. You would have had to like wait in line to get to a table if it was three to two. I I so I, I'm going to play a bit of devil's advocate. I disagree with you. I absolutely would have been playing at three to two, but I mean, I think we've seen over and over again that most people really don't care about six to five versus three to two. So, so you think that three to two, that it's just that people go there to drink; they don't go to play blackjack. Correct. Uh, yeah. Drink, get some snacks. Did you eat anything there? I no, because you were there. stuffed. Yeah. Yeah, we, we yeah we'll talk about where I went before the, that, but no, I didn't eat the, anything. There. To me, the food looked underwhelming, but I can't really speak to how it actually was. I mean, it's 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 bar it, food. It's a bar deck. Like I wouldn't expect gourmet stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were nachos, and it looked fine the seagulls seem to love it that we had to shoo away from the table yeah, I they mean, were that, all in that happens at outdoor spaces when you yeah. leave a table <laughs> unattended and so did you did you walk around the marina any you did right the the marina the actual like docks no i didn't go i uh, know i didn't walk down oh i know at least ed walked down for a while and, and looked at all the yachts i thought you did as well i thought you at least kind of snuck through the uh no, I the door because it was open. I oh, took a, a picture of the gate being open with a sign that said "Please close." Yeah, with like the the combination lock on it. Mm-hmm. But no, I didn't bother to wander down there and look at the yachts. I don't. I'm not a boat guy. I don't re- really care about boats or want to be on boats. <laughs> Is that a weird thing to not like? I don't know. I don't like being on open uh, water. You get super seasick. You seem like a man who could get seasick. Uh, on, only if I'm like reading or playing video games or whatever, then I get motion sick. But no, typically on a boat, like I've been out on a sailboat overnight and I didn't get any sort of seasickness or anything. So we did, um, this was, I was very young, but in Ocean City, Maryland, we did like one of the dinner cruises or whatever mm-hmm. in the bay. Oh yeah, I've done and those. That's... Yeah. on the Hudson, no seasickness anyways. Yeah. So anyway, like half my family, like my aunt's whole family got super seasick during it but my branch of the family was all okay though i have never been deep sea fishing but apparently my my dad and my two brothers went deep sea fishing a while ago i wasn't there but apparently they all got pretty seasick for that but i think that's a lot more intense than uh you know the usual like ocean like cruise or you know dinner boat or whatever okay that sounds like it would be bad for me the deep sea fishing yeah just everything about it sounds really bad anyway getting back to the atlantic city portion of our podcast (laughs) that was the deck i mean it was generally fine it's a great place to have a beer i'd say oh if Uh, i was staying at the nugget in the summer i would absolutely go there like any stay if i was staying i've never stayed at the gold nugget probably never will because i don't get good good rates there but yeah i'd absolutely make it a point to go out there it's a great place to go out and have a drink yeah so anyway good music too after that, um, we headed to the Borgata. I believe uh, 
Renee and Pat didn't, but everyone else headed to uh, the Borgata, and we met up at the B-Bar. Um, I actually ended up walking there because I, I swung by Harrah's because I realized I had to go to my room for something. I actually didn't put any of my money in my safe, which was something I had intended to do. <laughs> and uh, so we met there. Um, me, Paul, uh, Ed, and... Justin and Carrie and, and Joe. Well, me, me, Paul, and Ed went and played craps. Oh, so and, there was there's a detour actually is in that while you were probably at at Harris, Harris. Uh-huh. Uh, we we being me, Joe, Carrie, and I, Justin I guess, and Paul, and, and Justin. No, Paul went with Ed. Mm. The five of us, I guess, four. How many people is that? Four took an Uber to Borgata, but. Instead of just walking straight in the entrance to the casino, we went to the beer garden. Oh, nice. So so the beer garden... I walked is... by the beer garden many times, but I never went in. Because the entrance is like right next to the main entrance you yes. walk in when yep. you take the waterfront walk, which is something I did several times. That's true. Yeah, it's also the right by the main entrance on the surface lot where any Uber Lyft drivers drop you off. Not where taxi drivers drop you off because they drop you off right at the main entrance, but... Uh, we went. It was basically what I thought, which is it feels like a pool bar. Um, there's some cool little like turf areas to sit with some plush couches and stuff that looked nice. Um, the beer selection was kind of like not amazing for a beer garden. They had a Borgata branded shandy that uh, Carrie and Justin both really really liked. So uh, I had a sip of it. It was very good. I, I'm assuming it's just some other beers shandy that they brand as borgata which is kind of the standard way that that usually works for you know it's mm-hmm. not like borgata is actually brewing beer uh, right but it's it's an interesting space it's fine i have i and if i was going to the pool i'd definitely you know sit there and order order beer i don't see myself ever going and hanging out at a pool at an atlantic city casino just because that's not why i go to atlantic city but my one big complaint about the beer garden is that there's no entrance to the casino from the beer garden or to the property from the beer garden. So if you order a beer, you are stuck there until you finish your beer because you can't carry your beer out of the beer oh, garden into the because property. because it's just like right out the gate and you have to go up the steps to get back into the casino. Right. So you're effectively carrying an open container. Mm. I expect if we had just kind of like walked out like we owned the place, it wouldn't have been a big deal. But, you know, we didn't really want to start our Borgata uh, do for a win section, section of the do for a win meetup <laughs> by having security tell us that we were breaking the law or whatever so we hung out there finished our beers and then went into the b-bar so i'll let you pick up where you're at you know we met at b-bar and then right. had it i think we had a beer or a cocktail and right. then split off where most people went to play craps yep so yeah um ed paul and i went to play craps i think that joe and carrie were going to do something and then meet back up with us at craps but i don't think they could get actually get on the table when or at least Joe couldn't get on the table when he came back. Uh, and you and Justin played video hooker at the B bar after we had left. Correct. Yeah. So I, that was pretty high on my list of things I wanted to do was go to uh, B bar and play some full pay video poker at a comp bar. 
as we talked about a couple episodes ago, I had never played any sort of bar top video poker. Uh, I really enjoyed it. It was a really good experience. Like it's that place is a cool bar. It's a nice place to sit. Uh, both the waitress service that we had when we were sitting off to the side, like not at the main bar was very good. And then the bartender was, was good. And, um, you know, no kind of restrictions on have to play X amount of time. I was up for most of my time at, at video poker and I was playing $1, which is usually higher than I play. I usually play a quarter, which apparently if I'd gone to the other side of the bar and waited, there would have been a quarter nine, six machine. Yeah. When I was there, it was a quarter. So that's something to keep in mind. I think there are only a couple machines that are a quarter, but that's something to keep in mind for future reference. My machine was started at a dollar, but I figured whatever, I'll just play a dollar. It's not that big a deal. If it's video, full pay video poker with, you know, pretty low variance. Um, so I was up most of the time. I was drinking some some decent bourbon, um, fully comped, which is nice. Although of course it ended up being expensive because even though I was up most of the time, I hit a cold run and, and lost my hundred bucks. So two drinks for a hundred bucks, probably a little more than <laughs> than yeah. I pre- prefer to pay. Good, but good, good deal. But I mean, I was there for a while. You know, I was there for probably forty five minutes or an hour. I enjoyed the video poker. I really enjoyed talking to to Justin about various sort of geek culture stuff that that we share in common you know comic books mm-hmm. he was actually he had popped into the anime um anime, anime next, next or whatever thing that was yeah. that was there that weekend and uh it's just good to, he actually it's funny i used to work with a guy who um even like style wise and everything the way they dress very similar so it was almost like talking to somebody that i've known for a really long time so mm-hmm. uh and, and and shout out to justin he was one of our our very early listeners or people who are interacted with us in the facebook group yes super early twitter follower and everything so it's nice to finally meet him and good to talk to him for a while but i had fun at b-bar i would definitely go back like that is actually a pretty nice selling point for borgata for me as if i needed more selling points i'm sure i'll talk more about other ones as as this trip report goes on but uh, it was a fun place to play. And especially if I could get a 25 cent table, like I could see myself just hanging out there for a really long time and getting obliterated on free bourbon and, and other cocktails. So. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's be clear. You, you did get obliterated. That night, yeah, but... I only had two drinks there, but by that point I was several were... drinks in. So I was feeling it after B bar and then we yeah. kept, kept going. So <laughs> was it, was it that noticeable? Kyle? Yes. Oh, you were, you were wasted. Wow. Really? Okay. Yes. Well, let's talk it's, more about it. So, craps. What happened with craps? Craps was great. We were way up. Uh, so, while while I was losing my hundred bucks, you and, yeah. Ed and and Ed and Paul were killing it at the craps table. We were. We did very, very, very well at the craps table. Um, I think I cashed in two hundred and ended up cashing out almost a thousand dollars. So, it was definitely a really good run. I know. At, at one point, when you walked over, I had a three hundred dollar six, which you know. Starting at $12 means that it had gone up quite a bit, and that wasn't with pressing every time. That was only pressing, you know, half the time or probably closer to three-quarters of the time. But, uh, yeah, anyway, I had a $300 six out there. And I'm, and I'm pretty sure the first roll I saw when I got there was with you with the $300 six and a six And, and it was a, <laughs> well, was it a six? I'm pretty sure it was six. I know – very early on, it was a seven, and I was chatting with you and not paying attention. I was like, "Oh shit!" Oh, but, but it, was it, was the, it was the come out roll. It was the come out roll, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then he set the yes. point at six, and I'm like, uh, "Take that down." <laughs> uh, that, yeah, that may have been what happened. <laughs> I've 
my recollection of all this is hazy, yes. to say the least. That, I, I actually think that was when you were at your drunkest when we were staying at the craps table. I, I think you may have marginally sobered up a bit after that. Yeah, because I had, yeah. I was trying <laughs> to I tried to be conscious of my drinking and everything, and I hadn't had that much. But then, like, the two bourbons in quick succession, and they were big pours. Like, B-Bar, they're not messing with you when they pour you a drink. So, <laughs> uh yeah, I mean that that's another reason to maybe choose cocktails is I was <laughs> I was so, in a, an altered state to say the least, but it was fun and I'm happy yeah. I did. It. I mean the next morning maybe. So I, I will say the reason you probably sobered up was because of our lift ride from the Borgata to <laughs> Yeah. To where Back we had then. dinner because that was not the best lift ride of our lives, but <laughs> Yeah, so every, so everybody cleaned up on craps. Yeah, so yeah, I, I didn't get great. to play, but everybody did really great and was up, you know, yep. a lot, hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I think we went our separate ways. We tried to go to Veracruz at Harris, but then... But it was closed because it was Sunday and... Yeah. Which was weird. Sunday yeah, would no be sense. probably, you'd expect, I mean, at the it, worst, it was, the third biggest day for a restaurant in Lansing. It was pretty late. It was like nine. But they're nine closed Sunday, like period. That. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, yes, we were Vera- going to go to Veracruz because we'd heard a lot of good things about it, but yeah, it wasn't open. So we ended up going to uh, Back Bay Alehouse. Which I was super excited about because that was on my short list. I was I was ready to go in and, and push for it. I was actually disappointed when you guys were like, let's just go to Veracruz. I was like, oh, fine. We'll I know, I know. You, you were sad, but... I was sad drunk. I, and then... I, I will say part of the reason was I had gambled $0 at Harris at that point, and I'm like, I need to probably get on it or... <laughs> I will get right. the Craig treatment and never get a cop again like you do after all of your anniversary trips. <laughs> yes. The punishment rates. Um. So anyway, after our very questionable lift ride with the guy who had the horribly broken truck. Yeah. It was just like – it wasn't like stalling out, but you could tell that at any second it was just going to break was, down. It, it did stall out multiple times. Uh, it was bad. But yes. we made it. <laughs> To Back Bay Ale House, much, much it, slower it than... It certainly did stall out several times on the road, and I'm just like, oh my god, we're going to die. <laughs> yeah, just a much slower... Like, it should have been, yeah. you know, a three-minute Uber ride, and this guy's going, like, 25 miles an hour on the highway. Yeah, he's so. getting honked at at the highway for going, like, 30, because it's as fast as his truck could go. Yeah, stuff. it's like, meanwhile, like, why did you even pick us up? Right. He's like, I'm, I'm sorry about my truck, and it's like, dude, like, why did you agree to this? <laughs> Anyways, yo truck. Uh, but we got to Back Bay. We made it safely, barely. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought, I mean, it's a really cool place to eat dinner. I thought, like, I oh, it was it was awesome it, like, because it was a beautiful night and the view of the marina. Yeah, sat outside just staring at at Harris Golden Nugget and Borgata. So uh, to, to just go back for a second, for people who don't know, Back Bay is in Gardner's Basin. So. Yes, yeah. Yeah, and it's definitely, to me, like, if you're staying in the marina, it's a pretty short cab ride, or should be, if you don't have a broken down it, truck taking it, you there. It's, it's short. It's it's like eight minutes or something. It's it's pretty close. Yeah, and uh, and I thought, you know, I the food I thought was, was reasonably decent. You're certainly there for the ambiance. The price, or the prices were cheap. It was, yeah, it was, it was reasonably inexpensive. It was fine. It was cheaper than we would have gotten at a casino restaurant, for sure. Uh, they have some crazy, super sweet cocktails, which I, of course, ordered mm-hmm. because, you know, I was in no state not to order a cocktail, which I'm sure <laughs> hastened my my feelings. But uh, 
one thing I'll say about Back Bay is the jerk wings, the jerk chicken wings were incredible. I thought, uh, like really, I would go out of my way to go there just to get an order of those and and maybe get a a beer uh, or a cocktail there and hang out and just sit and and take in the view, especially at night. Like I thought at night, that's a really cool place to be sitting out and and eating a late dinner. So I thought that worked out pretty well. Yeah, um, it was. It, they were they were very good. We got the dry ones, but they they also have wet apparently. I think, but the sauce that came with the wings was amazing as well. Which I don't know if the wet is just that sauce is on the wings. So yeah, yeah, really, really good wings. Um, it was good. So apparently, yeah, my, there's my, no shortage of good wings in AC. Right. My dinner was okay. I mean, it was it was good, not great. Yeah, I got I think a thing that I've said many times about many different meals in AC, but. Yeah, I got a crab cake sandwich, which you guys laughed at me because I'm from Maryland and toward a crab cake sandwich. But Yeah, I think we insulted you pretty hard, but then you're like, I live in New York, guys. I don't live in Maryland. So. Right, like I live in North Jersey, and, you know, people are like, oh, you can't order crabs without smelling the ocean. It's like we are literally looking at water we, right now. We are smelling the ocean. <laughs> uh, or something. And uh, it was a fine crab. Like, it was a very crab-heavy crab cake. Like, yeah. it wasn't overly breaded or, every, or anything. Um, but it, I thought it was a little like under seasoned, I guess. Uh, so I also had a crab cake, like I got the seafood platter, which is like mm. kind of a, a mix of all their various seafoods. As, I a, the crab as cake a seafood was good. platter would be. <laughs> yes. Uh, it also came with some sort of fish and, and shrimp as well. And, and all that was very good. Uh, I got my side was the rice, which I thought was pretty mediocre to bad, which I don't know how exactly you mess up rice, but, um, the seafood was was pretty decent, so and it was like twenty bucks, which is fine. Yeah, I mean, if I go, if I went again, I'd probably just order like a standard burger or something. Mm. Um, but I liked it. I would definitely go back. I mean, it's there's a bunch of other sort of similar places that I want to try, like Vagabond. Um, I mean, I've been to Wingcraft, but I'd like to go back to there. I mean, just because their beer list is so out of this world mm. good. Uh, but I mean, if you're if I if you're staying in the marina, it's such a quick trip. Like it's really worth it to sort of consider it in your restaurant options. And and like I said a couple episodes ago, to me, Golden Nugget, Harrah's, and and Borg kind of don't have anything in this zone of casual that's that's like that. Although maybe this Celebrity Chef restaurant, if it, it does end up being some sort of guy, Fieri thing, uh, hope not. Wolf fill that but like if it's between guys donkey sauce and back bay's jerk wings like yeah. please please humor me and go to back bay <laughs> look and if nothing else like i think something that our podcast is continuously stressed is that there are frequently better options outside of the casinos in terms of food than inside so please go out support atlantic city support kind of the the small businesses that that are run in in places like gardner's base and are, are just off the boardwalk yeah, over by, you know, that Iron Room, over by Albany. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple of things. That's where Vagabond is. So, uh, yeah, I mean, if any anything that you can do to venture off and try some of the real flavor of the city, I think you're not going to be disappointed. Right. So, anyway, speaking of Iron Room, that will we'll go back in time. When you got into town on Sunday, you went there for lunch before our meetup. So do you want to talk about that a bit? Yeah, so I got in, um, I took a bus in and it was really delayed because traffic was just a 
complete uh, cluster. So, so I will jump in and say traffic was horrendous for me as well. I ended up making a questionably illegal U-turn on the AC Expressway and just going back and taking back roads to, to Harrah's. Oh, we saw tons of people do that. I was sitting it on the was, bus and just saw a ton it, of people making that U-turn at the uh, Welcome Center. So they had closed, basically, I guess there's some kind of bike race or something, yeah. or, or fundraiser or something, and exits 2 and 1 were both closed on the AC Expressway, and it was a complete disaster. According to my phone, it was an hour slower than it should have been from mile 5 to 1, so I got to the turnaround point, and I'm just like, I, I'm going back the other way, and I'm going to just get to the marina some other way, so I took some back roads over to to 30 and and went into the marina that way and it was way better but traffic was so bad coming in on sunday yeah at some point i was like 2.5 miles away and it was like 31 minutes and then it was like 2.1 miles away and it was like still 31 minutes but it was 20 minutes later uh yeah so, so that really sucked um i guess you could argue it's a good sign for atlantic city that that much traffic is there although i get the sense that it was more uh, that there was a bunch of shit yeah going on i think that, that, that was that just close. more of a traffic than the actual yeah. number of cars coming in <laughs> So that was frustrating because I had planned to get into town, run up to AC Fan Expo and check that out for like 15 or 20 minutes, right. which now we know AC Fan Expo is on. Gone. On, it's on hold, Kyle. We don't know mm-hmm. for sure that it's gone, but it's probably gone. <laughs> so I missed my so, – so then I said, okay, like let me just use my free play at Bally's and do nothing else because that's – it's the way you should gamble if you're if you're gambling that's, for comps. You use the free play and you do nothing else. It's what Eric wants you to do. It is. So I used my twenty five dollar bus credit at Bally's, which gave me zero minutes to then run and and meet up with my brother in a in a lift, uh, to go to Iron Room for our one p.m. reservation. And then I figured, okay, well that'll still give me enough time. Like he can go to Borgata and and do whatever. Um, gamble and i'll go check out ac fan expo for half an hour and then head to borgata and drop off drop off my bag and then so i went to iron room we did the brunch which is uh you can either get entrees or do this 24 dollars per person all you can eat micro plates which they they call their sort of like tapas kind of menu and they are very small plates most of them and um, some of them so- bigger than others but so can you uh, as someone i've never been to iron room it's a place i would love to go to can you talk a bit about what kind of food they have okay uh so i'll talk a little bit about ambiance and food so i think for dinner the menu's even more eclectic sort of than for lunch just based on on what my brother said but uh for brunch it's they've got some fish dishes they've got some sort of like lunchy more like burger dishes and then some breakfasty stuff like there was french toasts uh which is like a sort of a fancy french toast there was like a parsley waffle there was some other stuff uh so the microplates was i thought i thought kind of the way to go because you get to sample a bunch of stuff um the ambiance of the place like i had seen pictures on yelp and thought that it was kind of like it looked like a liquor store with tables set up in the middle of it that's not really accurate at all it's you walk in and it's the liquor store which looks like any other liquor store maybe a slightly nicer liquor store and then you walk to the back and it's this tiny back room and maybe i don't know maybe 25 or 30 people can fit in there and the funny thing is my wife when i said i was going to iron room and i sort of described my brother's impressions of it she was like oh that sounds like a romantic place like she seemed kind of disappointed 
having left there, I would say, like, it's not really a romantic place. It's kind of, like, tucked in the back. It feels like it's an area that maybe you shouldn't necessarily have a restaurant. But it's kind of, like, cool in this sort of speakeasy way. Uh, apparently, it used to not even have a sign up that said Iron Room. It was just for the liquor store, and you had to know that the Iron Room was there. But uh, and it's in- incredibly dark, even in the middle of the day. So just the way it's painted and everything is very dark. But uh, it's interesting. It's an interesting place. The The brunch menu, I saw it before I went, and I was kind of like, eh, I don't eat pork, and I don't really like fish, so there's not a whole lot on the menu for me because there's a lot of, like, bacon and and fish and other pork related products but i ended up getting uh i ended up getting the french toast as one of my first things which was really really underwhelming like it was kind of a bad thing to start on because the french toast is kind of like dry and not very good but then How do you mess up french toast i don't know but they managed to and how is and, it dry it's yeah it was not it was eggs. not particularly good like, yeah okay so don't get the french toast if you go for brunch i'll say uh, but other stuff, like stuff that you wouldn't think was exciting at all because Iron Room really deals in sort of like exciting meals. Like I got this this thing, I think it was called like the summer plate or something like that, summer something. And it was granola and yogurt and and some sort of preserves and melon balls. And it sounds like this is just a parfait, like this is boring. And it comes out and it, the presentation is really cool. And I started eating it. Like, this is really freaking good. Like it was – just like above and beyond any sort of similar like granola plates that you've had with your breakfast. Uh, I got some, so after that I kicked it into sort of more savory stuff and I got disco fries, which is like a Jersey staple. I don't know if you know what disco fries even are. I I have no idea. So disco fries is a Jersey thing, diner thing, and it's French fries with cheese and gravy. So it's like a sort of Jersey cheap poutine. It's like poor man's poutine. Yes. Yeah. Pretty much nails it. Um, and they were really, really, really good. The fries were really done, well done. The cheese was like some fancy stuff. Um, and the gravy was good. Uh, Paul got – well, he got the the parsley waffle, which he said was good. He got something with a par- poached egg on it, which I didn't try, that he said was really good. He got something that I really wanted to try but had pork in it, which was a sticky rice, like a pork sticky rice. Um, which I did try a bite of, and that was incredible. Like, that was excellent. Just, like, not just spicy for the sake of spicy, but really good flavors and everything. Um, so you could definitely tell it was, like, a cool, really good place to get food. I got a couple other stuff that I'm just, like, kind of spacing on now for my all-you-can-eat microplates. Oh, there's a micro steak and eggs. That's like, this little stick of steak with an egg yolk, and that was fantastic. Like, both Paul and I got it, and it was just, like, cooked perfectly. The egg was cooked perfectly and just really good. So... It's a cool place. Um, I would say, like, I wasn't completely blown away. I think I would be more blown away by dinner. Uh, we did get a couple cocktails. I got a cocktail that had uh, white cap whiskey from Little Water Distillery in it, so that was kind of cool. You could tell that maybe it wasn't the greatest whiskey in the world, <laughs> and they were kind of covering it up with some other stuff. But uh, you know, short, briefly aged whiskey is not really my thing, so that's not necessarily too surprising. Like white whiskey in general is not really my thing. Uh, so it was good. I, I don't think it's necessarily a place I would take my wife, but it's a place that I would go back and check out for dinner. It's generally not in my wheelhouse, I would say, because it's more like eclectic and whatever. And I would rather just go get like a big prime rib somewhere or like a steak. Um, not that I've ever been to a steak place in Atlantic city, which is just shameful to admit, but, 
uh, pretty cool. I think, I think it's some like you should check it out. Definitely, like it's some place that that you should go at some point. Uh, I'll definitely check it out, and just to give a bit more kind of details to our listener, um, when I was talking to you guys on like later in the day, uh, you you did say that you thought it was kind of mediocre, and not mediocre in a bad way, but just like actually like you know you th- you thought it was what you you know it, it didn't overwhelm you like it is what you thought it would be i guess but paul who is much more of a foodie than either of us was blown away again and i i believe two episodes ago we reread the email that that paul sent you explaining how iron room kind of makes him want to go to ac more than he would otherwise so that's how highly he thinks of it. So I think if you're a big foodie, it's something you absolutely should check out. Yeah, I mean, it is definitely like foodie paradise. And and for me, it's not really a foodie. Like I would probably be fine with just like a giant waffle or something from Casa Tequila at Trap. <laughs> but uh, the one thing that soured me a little bit on it also was that it took a really long time to get the check, which part of that is my fault because I ordered – uh, you can actually order from the uh, liquor store, from the AC Bottle Company, and put it on your tab. And so I saw that they had the Liberty Rum from from Little Water Distillery, batch number one. And I was like, well, clearly I have to buy that and bring it home because I want to try it, which I haven't tried it yet, but I'll have a report once I do try it. It's uh, batch one, man. You can't open that. Oh, you it's got a collector's it. item. I'm going to drink the shit out of that. Uh, <laughs> so I'll keep the bottle, but I'm going to drink it. And – uh, so I added that to the bill and there was some confusion, like they had to bring a manager over to actually get it. And then after that, like it took a really long time to get to the bill. So I'm still thinking like, I'm going to make it to AC Fan Expo for a little bit, but then, you know, it took like 10 minutes for the, sur- for the for waitress to come over and say like, Oh, which, which bottle of liquor did you want? And I was like, well, I already got it. Like he went and got it for me. So then she had to add it to the bill and it was like another 10 or 15 minutes. Cause at this point actually, some of the people from the bike race or ride or whatever had come in and it was a pretty big group. And so she was taking their orders and we were waiting for our, our bill and it just delayed everything. That and then, sounds like my nightmare. Yeah. So I was actually sitting there thinking, thinking like, this is Kyle's hell. And Thank like, God Kyle's like, not here. Yeah. Like the casinos are waiting and, and we're not there. So we finally get the check and pay and then we call a lift and the lift is taken forever. And we're like, what the hell's going on? And it seems to be going completely the wrong direction. And then the drawbridge opens on Albany Avenue. <laughs> and he's sitting on the other side of it. And so it took maybe another 15 minutes to get the lift. And at this point, we have, like, I'm going to have zero minutes if I go to AC Fan Expo. I would maybe have had five minutes at AC Fan Expo by the time I had to just get a cab to uh, Golden Nugget. And at that point, I, like, I would have had my bag with me the whole time. So I just figured, you know, screw it. Let's go to Borg. Um We'll drop our stuff off. We'll play there for like 15 minutes and then go to Golden Nugget, which is what we ended up doing. Uh, so the time sort of suck of of Iron Room was more than I would have anticipated. And I expect if it had been smoother in terms of just like get a cab there, get a lift back, done, check doesn't take 20 minutes. Like my, my opinions about it would have been better, but – didn't work out that way, unfortunately, and also meant that I missed out on AC Fan Expo. So, uh, I mean, certainly don't write off Iron Room for that, but <laughs> just know that that's sort of clouding my vision, my my review a little bit. 
Uh, so um, should we finish out? All right. So 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 now nah, let's let's just go back to chronological. Now that I think we've kind of caught up with with what both of us were doing before the meetup, because last episode I mentioned that I was at Forgata for a while trying to upgrade to MGM Gold unsuccessfully. Uh, we know what Craig was doing now. So when we left off, we were at Back Bay Ale House. Uh, had a, a delightful time. I'll also just quickly mention about Back Bay Ale House. Uh, I had a couple beers there. They were both good, I think. So it's another plus in the Back Bay Ale House column. Uh, we took a lift back to Harrah's, which was way, way, way better than our lift there. Um, <laughs> it was not breaking down every like stoplight. Our, our lift there was like kind of the worst part of the lift experience. And our lift back was just super seamless. Incredibly awesome. Makes me happy that things like Lyft and Uber exist. Um, anyway, so we went back to Harrah's and we played a whole bunch of tiles there, right? You didn't, you didn't do anything else other than tiles at Harrah's, correct? No, I played some video poker. I played some dollar full pay video poker. Oh, we, we, that's true. We both actually played dollar full pay video poker for a while. Um, yeah, and I actually ended up winning a bunch of money, I think, right? I don't remember. I think you, you certainly, I lost my hundred bucks. I think you, I don't know if you I won, won a bunch of money, but I think you won a decent amount of money. I'm almost positive I won $400. I think Gash in one and Gash out five. So anyway, we, we played the, the classic uh, kind of three machines that are full pay in the middle of Harris, me, me, you, and Paul. Which are now a dollar, which they have been for a long time. Which are now a dollar and are 20 to one, which is good because when they were 25 cents, I think it was 50 to one for $50 in per per tier credit. Right. And yeah, so we did that. And then we played some tiles with uh, Joe, which who we mentioned earlier from the meetup and we taught him the game. And despite him saying a lot at the beginning that he'd looked at it on Wizard of Oz and couldn't figure it out, once he actually sat down and started playing for for a bit, he figured it out pretty well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I mean, it's one of the most confusing games in the casino, so it's certainly no shame in in not understanding what's going on. So, uh, right, I'd love to hear from him because I'd love to see if he has gone back and looked at Wizard of Oz and kind of everything there has made sense to him now that he's sat down and played for a few hours with us on. Uh, Sunday night, but uh, yeah, it's the kind of game that I mean, I think any game, if you sit down at for a few hours, you kind of learn everything. I mean, my, my last experience was a few trips ago. I, I sat down and played a bit of Baccarat for a while, which certainly there's nothing to learn, quote-unquote, in Baccarat. You make a bet, and then you win or lose, and there's no decisions to be made, but but kind of learning when the dealer hits, when the dealer doesn't hit, or, or when each side hits, or, or when each side doesn't hit. Uh, you know, it takes a bit of time, but with tiles, it's Learning what the pairs are or, you know, what Wong and Gong are and, and things like that. Learning, you know, how you can tell whose nine ends up beating the other person's nine. It's quite a bit of stuff, but he had a pretty good grasp of it by by the time we ended up leaving. Which, do you want to talk about, uh, well, what, what convinced you that it was time to leave? Yeah, uh, not, not my favorite experience at a gambling uh, table, I got to say. So... Uh, we had been there for a decent amount, probably an hour. A couple or hours, more. I think. Yeah. yeah, and uh, and I was, you know, like pretty much even. I think I was even on bets and only down commission, 
And there was a hand that came out that I when I when I first glanced at it and I first saw the dealer's hand, I thought I lost the hand. So I'll admit that. But the dealer actually specifically, I'm pretty sure, said like, "Oh, your like small lower hand beats my lower hand," or or something. And and I forgot about it. It's a complicated game, so so I just didn't even think anything of it. And maybe what 15 minutes later or more, somebody from the casino comes the pit, down. The pit, the pit comes. Yeah, so the pit boss comes down and and walks over to the dealer and says something. And I'm sitting there like they're definitely pointing at me right now. <laughs> and I'm like this is probably not good, but. I hear them saying like, oh, that hand, whatever, several, four or five hands ago, he actually lost. And so I'm sitting there thinking like, this is weird that this is actually coming up because you'd think like any of this stuff would be brought up when the dealer's on break later, which happens fairly frequently. And, but I'm thinking like, okay, well, they're just telling him to correct him, like whatever, like, so he doesn't make the mistake again. And then they both turn to me and they're like, you actually owe $25. (laughs) And it was pretty clear that they didn't really want to ask for it, but they were kind of like, you know, the eye in the sky called down and that's what they got to do. And so I was just like, are you serious? Like in my head, I'm thinking, my first thought is like, show me the video. But then as I'm sitting there in the like few seconds I have to think about it, I'm like, what good is that going to do? Am I going to go sit there for an hour and wait for them to like roll me this tape? No, I don't want to deal with that. So I kind of like angrily throw my, my $25 toward the dealer um, and just immediately like I'm just fuming at this point because I'm like, what the fuck, man? You're going to come take $25, the lowest stakes of Pi Gow tiles in the casino from a hand from 15 plus minutes ago that I'd completely forgotten about and say – Oh, actually, you lost this hand. Our dealer made a mistake, but you owe 25 bucks. And so I was just like super pissed off. I sat there. I pulled my money back immediately. He deals out the next hand and he's like, do you want to bet? And I'm just like, no, like, no, I don't want to bet. And I just sit there kind of seething and like staring at the camera in the sky, like visibly annoyed. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to play anymore. So I get up, uh, color up, leave, get my money. Um, you know, I only lost like 30 bucks at the table. Uh, but I was like super pissed off about it and it just took me out of the gambling mood completely. And even, you know, Paul, my brother and I headed back to Borgata, took a cab back to Borgata. I was still annoyed about it when I got to Borgata. And the thing that I, I posted on Twitter is like, I'm just, I was just so much more than $25 worth of annoyed. And it's not that I lost 25 bucks that I felt like I had, you know, kept because I thought I had pushed instead of losing. It's that it's just so tacky to come down and be like, Hey man, Harris needs that $25. So that was what really threw me off. Um, and it just like really left a sour taste in my mouth. And I just have zero freaking desire to go to Harris anymore. If that's going to, if that's the way that they run, run the joint. Um, so I don't know if you have any pushback on that or thoughts on that, because obviously I'm, I'm really annoyed about it, but what, what do you think about it? So we talked about this a bit the next day. Um, we got together. I ended up picking you up the next morning and, uh, Kind of my my question to you at the time when you were just talking about how how angry you were about it was I mean that's fine if that's what they want to do and then I I asked you the question which I think is an interesting question to bring up is like what do you think would have happened if it was the other way what do you think would have happened if the the dealer had taken your money but he shouldn't have do you think they would have called down and told them to give your twenty five dollars back I think there's a like twenty five percent chance that they would have called down and and said that but. 
I actually don't really think it matters, and I've thought about that a lot. Is like mm-hmm. so in that exact scenario, if the if the pit had come down fifteen twenty minutes later and said, "Oh, they messed up, and you actually won that hand and given me twenty five dollars," I would have been like, "Oh, cool, okay, thanks," and I probably would have said like, "That's nice, like that's something they should do." But I wouldn't have felt as good about that as I feel bad about them taking the $25. So I'd rather them do neither than do both. My guess is that they only do one and not the other, but I obviously have no proof of that. So if anybody's had the the eye in the sky call down to give you your winning bet back, like let us know for sure. But I would rather them just do neither and and, you know let the dealer run the game <laughs> than completely monitor it in the way they're doing. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you. I think there's no reason that they should do that. It, do- it doesn't make any sense. I mean, it makes sense. It makes them 25 more dollars than they would have made otherwise, but it just, it's just, they can't be worth it. It really can't. I it mean, it just can't, it can't, you know, they're going to do that enough times to enough people that people are going to get pissed off and go somewhere else. And like, believe me, I've played it plenty and, you know, blackjack's really the game. You see tons of hands, and, like, if you play enough blackjack, like, there will be lots of times that the dealer will make mistakes. And just, I don't know, that's that's part of the game for me, is you can make money on these dealer errors. And, you know, if you're an AP, which I'm certainly not, like, a lot of times, like, one of the big AP strategies is you go to brand-new casinos with brand-new dealers, and and that's a real money-making opportunity for them. Yeah, and, I mean, and, and that's a big part of it. Like, if you're sitting... I mean, not that I'm an AP, but even if you're just a regular player, sitting there thinking that, you know, a hand is over, it's almost like calling for a replay in the nfl right like the next play is started the time to claim this 25 dollars left 15 minutes ago and so to come down and be like hey we just reviewed the tape is really weird and one thing that my brother emailed me sort of asking about is like what's the statute of limitations on this like what if i had left between losing the hand and them coming down would they just then chalk it up as a loss, would they put some mark on my total rewards account that says, like, this motherfucker owes $25? Like, you better get it from him the next time he comes in or he can't gamble here. I would be really surprised if that's the case, but it seems kind of weird. Um, and I'm, I'm, I just want to clarify, like, I'm not here to tell anyone, like, boycott Harris or, like, this is a big scandal or anything like that. I just want you to have this information so that you know that this is a potential thing that could happen and sort of make your own value judgment about it because, you know, everything's just a value judgment, right? Like where you gamble, where you spend your money. Um, And also, like, I can't hammer home enough. It's not about me wanting this $25. Like, Harris sent me the standard, like, oh, we see you had a trip. How did it go? What's, like, submit the survey. And I wrote up a description of what happened in, in the response, and I said, like, I can't see myself gambling at Harris anytime in the near future. I expect, you know, a year or two from now, I'll think, eh, whatever, I'll go give it another try again. But like my desire to go to Harris right now is really, really low. I mean, it's, it's, it's less than zero. Like I would actively avoid it um, just because that experience. And if they came back to me and said, oh, we'll give you way more than that in rewards credits, or we'll give you a direct bet or something. I don't even want it. Like I don't, I don't want to use it because I don't even want to go to Harris to use it. I don't, that's not what I want to hear is like we'll make it right for you and we'll give you whatever, 50 bucks in rewards credits. What I want to hear is like this is not the policy 
and this won't happen in the future. Um, just to make it abundantly clear, like it's not the $25. It's just that it's so tacky when you're in a casino and it's a place where the, you know, they're giving you a free room and they're giving you drinks and they're trying to make you feel like a high roller to then erase all of that by being like, Hey man, Harris needs his 25 bucks. Like it just really bothered me. Um, probably way more than it should have, but I just don't want to go to Harris right now. Yeah, no, I understand that. I mean, I just, it does seem like a questionable business practice, but I, I will say um, perhaps you should be thankful they did that because else you could be subject to a lawsuit, apparently, according to the <laughs> yeah. New, New Jersey Department of Gaming. So yeah, It would not be fair of me. It would not be you know a fair game for either side if I had taken a dealer mistake. Yeah, you, yeah, no. So it, it saved you a bunch of legal fees that you actually yeah. were still at the table, so... Yeah. For the, when, when they came and sued me for my $25. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Like one thing I've thought about is like what should they have done, which is just I guess like talk to the dealer. Nothing. Yeah, yeah. Talk, no. talk to the dealer on his next break and just say like, hey, you, you messed that up. All right. Well, I see you have a bunch of stuff about slots on the agenda, so I'll, I'll let you get to that. Yeah. So I'll plow through this. Um, we played some some different kind of unique stuff. My brother introduced me to Plants vs. Zombie, Zombies 3D, which is really out there if you haven't played it before. It's one of these like no 3D glasses, uh, 3D screens, and you can actually set a slider to how 3D it is, which I guess if you have a Nintendo 3DS, the 3D screen on that does the same thing. But this is like blow your mind 3D uh, to the point where, you know, if you get motion sickness, you're probably going to get it from this game. I actually had to dial it down a little bit because it was like a little too much for me, but uh, very cool machine. The bonus games are like really, really out there. I've never played any Plants vs. Zombies stuff, um, but it was a cool game. Uh, it's at Borg. It's also at Trop. So that was cool. Something definitely to look out for just because it's really interesting. And one of the bonus games on it is is a, the type of game that's meant to keep you at the machine. And it's this uh, progress bar where if you get a brain thingy like a brain icon square it like increases the progress bar and the more you bet without getting another one the progress bar goes down but the big bonus that gets you a ton of money is if that progress bar fills up so i never filled mine up i lost my 20 or 40 bucks or whatever i put into it and my progress bar was maybe halfway. And when I got up, there was a dude who was like standing behind me and my brother who immediately sat down because he saw the halfway progress bar and, and I guess felt like that was, if not an advantage play, at least much closer than just sitting at the slot fresh. Um, my brother at one point was pumping money into the machine and like put 20 in, another 20 in, and then 100, I think. And then it got bigger. And, and at some point, I had like 200 something dollars into the machine, but finally filled that bonus meter and got almost all of it back. I don't think he quite got all of it back, but he was like within 20 bucks again. So like, I'm not sitting here telling you to chase your losses, but apparently if you're close to filling the meter in that game, you should just do it. Yeah. It's not about chasing your losses. I mean, there are times like, for example, um, the sort of video poker where it has the multipliers. If there is a high multiplier, like you should, quote unquote chase your losses because it is going to be a plus EV game for that spin. And it sounds it sounds like from what I hear about this Plants vs. Zombies game, if the bar is high, it becomes it more and more, you know, you need to get to the bar being full to make it a plus EV game. Yeah, and so I've played a, a couple other games where it's sort of similar, but this is much clearer, I feel like 
as far as where you are. Like it's much more transparent as far as where you are toward that bonus. And that was kind of cool. And the bonus that you get to play in that is like it's a long bonus. It's like it's the actual plants versus zombies where the plants are fighting the zombies. And you're just watching this unfold in 3D and it's pretty cool. Um, so that's a that game I definitely recommend checking out. Uh, we played the new Simpsons game at Borgata for a little bit. It's interesting if you're a big Simpsons fan, definitely worth it. Lots of quotes from the show, lots of like voice acting where the characters are kind of taunting you and stuff while you're playing. Uh, I actually played a game at Tropicana called Monopoly Prime Real Estate, R-E-E-L, because it's a slot machine and I'm a sucker for puns. Uh, so that game was actually really fun. Like the bonuses are, are pretty fun where it plays on Monopoly board Uh you know, you get three characters and they go to different properties. Certain properties have hotels and are worth more on every bonus. If you end up on chance or community chest, there's a separate bonus game within a bonus game. So that was that was pretty fun. Um, I played for quite a while and only lost like 10 bucks. Um, so that's definitely a game I'd seek out. I don't know if that's old or not, but it was the first time I'd ever played it. The other game that I played at Tropicana that I have to mention is Nothing But Net. And I know that you were excited to talk about another game co skill based slot, Kyle. It's right in your wheelhouse. You love it. I do. Uh, did, you didn't play it at all, did you? I did. I, pl- I played it after you'd left. Oh, okay. uh, so we're talking about nothing but net. Um, it's okay. It's it's much better than the previous GameCo versions of slots, in my personal opinion. It is um, light years better it, than the previous GameCo slot it, machines. Look, <laughs> it will, it, there's some portion of people, it will turn off far more than the earlier GameCo slots because it will flat out tell you sometimes <laughs> that your maximum is going to be making a $1.25 back on your $5 bet, which happened to me many times. Yep. Um, so, so I really appreciate that transparency. But maybe it's because I played the other Gameco machines. So I so so in this game, it's a basketball shooting game. They throw you a pass, and there's a pass meter. And if you catch it in the sort of green zone of the pass meter, you have a wider green zone for your shot meter. And then the shot meter goes up, and if you hit the button when it's in the green zone, you're going to make the shot. And then there's you get some set number of basketballs. And before the game even starts, you're... You, it shows you how much each basketball is worth. So you have a maximum number of points. And so you know, you know, you have to get into a range of points to get, you know, 30 cents, 70 cents, a dollar, $1.50, $2.00, So if you, on a $2 bet, which is the minimum, you know, going in before you even start playing the skill-based game, like, oh, I can only get 70 cents on this. Or maybe, you know, like I can get $5 on this if I really kill it. Uh, and then you know, like, oh, you can see which balls in sequence are going to be bonuses where they're worth a ton more. Uh, but I thought the execution was way better. I liked the transparency just because it's basically like you are making the slot pull initially and it's telling you, like, this is the payout, but you have to earn it, right? <laughs> um, so I appreciated that. I actually thought it was a really well-executed game. Um the the presentation was good sort of the little like sounds that it makes the graphics were actually good the little like pop-ups where it's like awesome cool like i mean those are dopey sayings it's not that's not actually what it says but <laughs> stuff like that in the background i thought was pretty good uh and it was a fun game like it, if that game was on my phone like i would play that game on my phone so i think that's a, a pretty good sign i don't again i don't you know the payout structure where you're just not going to win very much 
very often and you're kind of just hoping for this bonus ball to come randomly, like a slot bonus, that's where the real money is. But if I was staying at Tropicana, I would absolutely play this game. Like it was a great way to kill 20 minutes or whatever. I really enjoyed it. Thoughts? Yeah. So I, I didn't, I mean, I'm not quite as high on it as, as you were. I enjoyed playing it a bit. Um, it, the game itself was okay. Uh, I don't think the controls were the best. Sometimes I felt like the, uh, like the button wasn't quite as responsive as I thought it should have been as with the other game co games, but it is light years better than, uh, the other two game co games, which I don't remember the names of, uh, danger arena and Pharaoh's hidden temple. Yeah. So it, it was pretty decent. It, it certainly was the best performance to date from them, but I, I don't think it's quite as good as, as you thought. I don't think I'm going to play it again. So so to be clear, I will say the button, there were times where I felt like it would miss a button push. Um, it's just a big basketball-shaped button, plastic button that you slam <laughs> when you think it's about to happen. I was I felt like I was pretty accurate with it for the most part, but there were a couple times where it would either not register a push or... Um, it would sort of lag like our big complaint with Danger Arena where you'd get a bunch of whatever non-playable characters on the screen and it just couldn't handle it. There were times – it seemed like when multiple people – when people were at the other two machines playing, it would get laggier, which makes no sense at all. Like I can't imagine that that's actually the reason, but just in my mind, that was the confirmation bias I got uh, was that it slowed down a little and then it would be less responsive with the pushes – but I enjoyed it. I mean, it's definitely not something that I'd play as my main form of gambling. But if I'm just looking to kill 20 minutes, it was pretty fun. Um, especially because it's right next to the Royal Derby machine, which I love. I love some Royal Derby. And Paul and I sat down and, pl- and played Royal Derby for a decent amount of time, maybe an hour or more. Uh, and and just really enjoyed it. Like I, I just reminded, like, it's totally ridiculous, stupid nonsense, but it's fun. It's super low variance if you depending on how you bet. Like you can bet to make it really high variance. Like my brother was betting, you know, exactas and, and crazy stuff trying to win big payouts, and I was betting like the favorite and the second favorite and betting them both to place, you know, which is like not gonna pay you out much, but you're gonna uh mostly just kind of win most of your money back or not lose very much or win a very little amount but uh i thought that was really fun and then just having that nothing but net right next to it i thought was better actually so this is the first time i've played a game co game and and thought like i hope this game sticks around like i liked it i would like this to be here next time i'm here um i get the feeling that you're more indifferent toward it but certainly certainly better than the other offerings they've had yep i agree Royal Derby, no interest. You still hate it? No, <laughs> no interest. So my brother made the point in an email later, like Royal Derby was fun, but would it have been more fun than actually just going to the race book and betting on real horses to do the same thing that little plastic horses did? No, they're, they're, I mean, so look, you, there's way <laughs> more races in Royal Derby than there would be at the sports book. So that is the big pro. Right. But no, of course, betting on real horses would be better. Yeah, so I did not – I said last episode I want to try to go to the race book. I didn't make it there. So add that to my list of things I didn't make. Uh, but I do still want to go to the race book. I have a – like there's something weirdly interesting about the little plastic horses in Royal Derby that I don't know why. 
I mean, um, I, I'm just not interested. But I went to Laurel Park like six times last season or something. So in I go to in race book or Royal Derby either or. Do you think going to the horse track makes you not interested in either of those things? Not really. If I wanted to go to the horse track, I'd go to Laurel Park, which is five minutes away from my house. See, I don't have a horse track near me. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to go to Meadowlands. Like, I, I'm not going to Atlantic right City to go to the race book. <laughs> I'd like to try it for a little bit. See, I, for me, like, I don't need high variance all the time. Like, I'm, I've actually been thinking, like, I should... Yeah, horse racing actually seems right up your alley. It's the slowest yeah. burn possible. It's... Yeah, and if it's a nice race book, like, just hang out, get a beer. Like, that sounds awesome to me. Yeah, I guess you didn't... I mean, we went a while ago to Laurel Park, but you had just had your kid there. So, I mean, we went tons of times where we were just there kind of all day drinking beer. It seems like something you would really enjoy. Yeah, I mean, it's a little harder when you've got your, you know, whatever she was at the time, like one-and-a-half-year-old going nuts and you put your ticket in the machine the wrong way and you've got to wait 20 minutes (laughs) for someone to come get your payout, but... Uh, that did happen yes story for another time so what else i think we've wrapped up basically everything that i did and all the slots that i played do you want to talk about what you did for lunch on uh, monday or is it a secret oh so my oh so i woke up on monday obviously Uh, so it's funny because at the end of the night on sunday i'm like i did a good job i didn't drink too much whatever (laughs) (laughs) and then i woke up on monday not feeling good and i'm like counting it back and i'm like what? Like then I'm like I only I only had six drinks I don't understand why I don't feel good and then I'm like oh no I had a second beer at Back Bay I had two drinks at the B Bar it was like oh no I had way more than I should have had and so it was not surprising so I didn't really feel up to, for breakfast on on Monday and then I was like okay well I'll get lunch right before I leave and I was mostly feeling fine at that point like I I felt fine pretty quick considering how much I drank and then I went to go to Dunkin' Donuts to grab some stuff right before I left. And there was like one person in front of me, but it was taking like 20 minutes and I'm sitting there looking at my, cl- my watch. Like I need to be the bus. I've got like 10 minutes. I've got like six minutes. I have to leave. And so I didn't get any Dunkin' Donuts. And so I got a pop tart and some gummy fruit snacks from the vending machine <laughs> and a nice tea. And that was my lunch on the bus on the way home. Uh, but you I think fl- it was one of them iced teas. Uh, but that was that was my lunch on the bus, and but I was happy that I didn't feel sick anymore, so that was good. So it was a very short hangover. That's nice. Do you know if Paul had anything for lunch? No, he had. He just went to Starbucks and got a coffee at Trop and got a like egg and cheese sandwich, and I think he didn't need anything else after that. Mm. Like he was fine, so he didn't go to lunch. So, but what about you? Like, what did you? You All right. met Bill and Eleanor. So right. Well, so I actually just met Eleanor. Bill was apparently writing a story. Um, so, right. I met up with Eleanor. We walked around the casino some. I tried to... So one of the things when we met them our last trip or two trips ago, maybe, that I was taken aback from is that they were talking about how they were like a bit intimidated from the casino and felt like they didn't belong and were worried they were just going to get kicked out for not belonging there by going in. And that's, so I just tried to dissuade her from that thought because that <laughs> is not a thing that happens. Right. So we just walked around the casino and, and I showed her kind of like yeah, the various parts of kind of the Caesars Valley's complex. And uh, so a- after that, we walked up to Bill's uh, Hiro Suvlaki. Nice. And 
and had lunch there and it was great. Great choice. And, uh, so he was super happy with Eleanor cause she wrote a story about him a while ago, uh, talking about Bill's hero basically. And so he treated us very well. We both had chicken heroes and he gave us some baklava for free and it was very, very nice. And it was just as good as I remembered from the time me, you and Taylor went uh, a few years ago. So it was definitely super good. That's awesome. That just sounds like a cool sort of interesting experience from a like AC media's perspective, right? Is you got the like Royal treatment cause you were with Eleanor. <laughs> yeah. A- after we were done eating lunch, Bill showed up. Uh, he finished up his, his story he was writing and we went to, uh, kind of the back of the restaurant. And so, you know how the restaurant is just covered in dollar bills, right? Yep. So we went to the back and saw the stairwell kind of like behind the restaurant. And that was also just fully covered in dollar bills. And it was like completely amazing. Uh, and, and we, or I guess specifically they, Bill and Eleanor kind of talked to the other bill, bill of bills here at Suvlaki, uh, a bit more and kind of did a sort of interview with him while I stood there and watched, but it was super cool. And then after that, the three of us went up to, uh, pick a lily and I had a beer there and they, they actually had met someone else there that they were supposed to interview about some of the other stuff that, that is going on in Atlantic city, specifically the new kind of computerized crime stopper system that Mm. they put in. Uh, so I, I had a beer while we chatted with the waiter or bartender at Piccadilly, and then I got out of there so they could do their interview or whatever, and went on my way. Oh man, I'm jealous. That, like that just sounds like an awesome experience to me all around. From a, I know Bill, Bill's Hero and Piccadilly, both yeah, both from stuff? a local food standpoint and from like a wonky journalism standpoint. Like that just sounds perfect. So I'm sad that I had to get on a bus and and go pick up my kid from daycare but <laughs> right so uh, happy i made it so, home in time to pick up my so kid. anyway after that look one of the things i was thinking about doing was like maybe i'll go to the irish pub and have a beer there but the full trifecta i know it would have been it would have been the classic ac trifecta but i don't know what it was like i, I went out and i walked across tennessee ave and i was looking at it and there's like two different doors to go in and one's like the irish pub and one's like the original irish pub i don't know so there's two separate doors to go in. I guess one is probably for the inn and one's yeah. for the pub. But I'm just like, ah, this is too much. I, I gotta go. <laughs> awesome. That sounds like something I would do, actually. Yeah. <laughs> like this is too confusing. I I need to yeah. go to someplace like, I know. There's like, two doors. Caesar's. I don't know which one to go in. <laughs> like I will immediately go back to the casino where I belong. Yeah. That uh, honestly, like especially alone, that absolutely yeah. sounds like something I would do. Uh, so. How was so? What are you? Any thoughts on Piccadilly? We've heard sort of not in the best neighborhood. Oh, I, it's whatever. It's it's right on the boardwalk. It's totally it's, walkable. Yeah, it's walkable. Yeah, I want to go. Uh, I've heard we need wings. We need to get some wings. Uh, yeah, I didn't eat anything there. I just had a Miller Lite, which was Miller Lite. It was yeah. good. I like Miller Lite. You know that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I I mean, I can't say too much about it. It is what you would expect it to be from the outside. The wings are supposed to be amazing, but I had just eaten a hero and a uh, baklava, so I was not going to order more food. So but what? A, what about Monday night? Would you eat for cool. dinner? 
Do you even remember? Don't. Yeah, you're you're jumping ahead, Craig. <laughs> okay. So, sorry. Yeah, keep going. Uh, I went Monday back to afternoon Bally's. now. Yeah, I went to Bally's for a bit because, like I said, I've got forty five dollars in slot play every day at Bally's or whatever. So I figured I'd use that. Uh, I also played uh, craps for a while there at the park place, and I won a little bit. I was a I was a like I don't know fifty bucks or something like that. So that was good, and I was not up. It, like I just lost my thirty-five dollars or forty-five dollars or whatever in slots, but whatever that was fine. So I went back to trap, and basically at that time I was like, well, I may as well start looking for some food options, and I ended up going to Bar Alon for their happy hour. Oh, nice! Which I know makes you jealous. Yeah, that was on my list. Didn't so Barlon was pretty nice, and I think their happy hours from four to seven. I got there like right at four, um, and had a bunch of appetizers. So, and I will say that their happy hour specials are very, very good. So usually to get like, for example, their skewers—I don't know the Spanish word for it—that is on the menu, but uh, they basically have like a couple options. They have like empanadas, they have skewers, they have uh, some sort of guacamole appetizer with various kinds of like fancy chips, like plantain chips and other chips. Uh, and then all their beer is pretty cheap. So I ended up having some of everything. Uh, I think the, the, the best deal is their skewers were, were really, really good. And they were $2 each. Oh, wow. <laughs> is a good price. Like yeah, I, I think on their actual dinner menu, the skewer dinner, which I, I have no idea how many skewers it is, is like 16 bucks or something like that. It's probably, I would guess three, yeah. but uh, yeah, anyway, for, for two bucks, it is a crazy good deal. Um, so I had a few of them. I had their, their chicken skewers. I had their seafood skewer or shrimp skewer or whatever it was called. It was excellent. I had a chicken empanada, which was, all right. It wasn't as good as the skewers. I had their guacamole appetizer, which was very good, and a beer. So it, it was an excellent experience. I have to say, happy hour at Bar Alon. Uh, highly, highly, highly recommended. Service was great. Everything was super fast. It was everything I'm looking for in a dining experience. So <laughs> Fast, good, cheap. Yes. You don't get was, that very many places. It was excellent. It, it was really good. Uh, man, uh, that moves it up on my list for me. Uh, it's definitely worth checking out for happy hour. If it's not happy hour, I don't know if I would go, but for happy hour, it is a really good deal. That's awesome. Uh, so after that, I went and, well, I actually played played craps for a while. I actually played, I played craps before I went to Barlon at Tropicana and lost a whole bunch of money. Oh no. So, which was really my only negative, or one of my only negative sessions of the trip. That's crazy. But, it was just was just I got slaughtered and then I'm like, whatever, I'm out of here. I'm going to go get food. <laughs> so lost a couple buy ins and craps in like 20 minutes as craps goes. Uh, just everyone was set a point, seven out, seven to point, seven out, set a point, seven out. It was just like a bunch of me rolling. Yes. That's about what I usually do when I'm playing craps. So, yeah, anyway, so I played craps, went to Bar Alon, and then I actually went and just played 1 2 No Limit for like five hours uh, from like five to ten or something like that on Monday night. And it was great. In the Trop Poker Room? In the Trop Poker Room. The Trop Poker Club, as it is called. I just had an amazing time and just 
playing poker, there's something about it. It's just like super relaxing and she's i don't think it's relaxing at all <laughs> really <laughs> i could it's just it's, like so soothing it's no, like it's the slowest stressful. burn ever and really i mean like i bought in 300 dollars at the trap poker room which is less than i lost in 20 minutes of craps and i don't know it's just it's nice it's just a pleasant experience for me to play poker it's just there's no stress and i don't know i, I ended up winning uh, a bunch of money uh, I can talk about a few hands. I, I, I actually should have won more money, except I ended up kind of like early on in the session. I lost with I had aces and another guy had jacks and he had a jack and he had gone all in, uh, which was unfortunate, but it was fine. I actually kind of thought that most people at the table seemed surprised how well I took it. I thought that it seemed like they thought I was going to go on tilt or whatever. But I mean, it's just, you know. It's four to one, but that means you're going to lose 20% of the time still. And I mean, I don't know. It's just the variance doesn't bother me at all. And so that happened. And what I should have done is I should have rebought, but instead I ended up uh, just playing with like $150 instead of $300, which was stupid as it turned out because I ended up kind of going all on a few times after that and, and doubling up and, you know, had had a couple of nice hands. I had a hand where I flopped the nut flush and another guy had like Jack high flush. Nice. So he ended up going all in and I called <laughs> and won all his money. Um, and I, I think there's like one more hand where I just ended up going all in against someone with just a higher pocket pair than they had and, and winning all their money. So, you know, I ended up, I cashed in 300, I cashed out like 550. And like I said, it, it should have been more. I should have rebought when I was down to like 140 or 150 or whatever I was at one point. So, um, I, I don't think, unlike the last time I played at, at Horseshoe, I think my cards actually were not as good this time, but it just happened that like kind of the thing in my favor, well, there's kind of two things in my favor. Like when I did have cards, like for example, when I flopped the nut flush, like someone else also flopped a flush, which, you know, is not a thing that happens very often. Right. So that was definitely like a huge, you know, help for me. And then like the other thing that happened that just, you know, it's something I don't play all that much poker, but there was like a, a point where like there was this guy sitting there with, I don't know, 120 bucks left or something like that. And like, he was an old guy. He was like 70 and his wife came over and is like, we have to go to dinner. Like you need to stop playing. Like we need to go to dinner. <laughs> And I ended up having like an okay hand the next hand and he just went all in pre-flop and I'm like, I probably should call. I mean, I had a good hand. I had like jacks or something like that. And, you know, he, he just goes all in and I'm like, I guess I call because it seems like you probably don't have something. And he had like <laughs> King eight or something like that. Just because his wife so was like, you dinner. have to leave right now. <laughs> That's awesome. So it's just, and it, it seems like, I mean, situations like that, like you're not always going to have a hand when stuff like that happens. But like that happened a couple of times that night where like someone's wife came in and is like, you got to leave or like someone's like, I need to go like, you know, leave soon and go home to see my kid or whatever. And just like people just play so like horrendously badly at, at times like that when they know they have to leave. God like, forbid I take these chips to the cashier. Right. They're like, yeah, I can't bother doing that. Like, I need to just lose all of my money, like, right now. And yeah, so I allotted 300 for night. I'm not going home with any of it. Who wants yeah. it? <laughs> so, yeah, I ended up winning like $250. Nice. So, 
I, I, it was definitely some good luck. I mean, I'm certainly not a $50 an hour player or whatever at, at one, two, but I, I feel like it, it is, it, it could be, it's a super easy game to beat. The players are not good. Um, like I said last time, I don't think they look at the game the right way. And I think the players were significantly worse at the trop than they were at, at the horseshoe. So it's definitely a very beatable game and it was just a super enjoyable experience. Uh, so then I, I finished out the night by going to a uh, second dinner at uh, Okacha. Oh, nice. So you did two yeah. uh, Jose Garces experiences. Yes, in the same I, I, went to, I went to both of them. So it's that's a pretty cool restaurant. So have, have you seen it? Is that the one with the outdoor space? No. Oh, so no, I haven't seen it. It's just like it a little, it, it looks like a closet, but it's like a little candy shop, like a Japanese candy oh, shop. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was like looking into the candy shop when, but it was it's, closed, but I was like looking through the gates before I left. So it, it's just like a tiny, like closet sized candy shop, but it's not actually a candy shop. There's a door, like a hidden door, like one of the shelves swings open oh, that's awesome. to the actual restaurant. And it was super cool. So I went in, I had a beer and I had, uh, like I got... One of the skewers at Akasha, I had a order of chicken wings and I got a sushi roll. And unfortunately, so there's late night happy hour, Friday, Saturday and Sunday, but it was Monday. So they don't have it, which I thought was ridiculous that they were open at 1030 or 11 or whatever this was, but didn't have late night happy hour. But anyway, uh, prices were like pretty medium, I think, for a casino, but the food was very good and uh, it it was super cool ambiance. I, I sat at the bar, and yeah, it was good. It was good times. It's definitely something I would I would recommend as well, especially if you can get some sort of late night happy hour deal. I think it would be a really good good place to go to. But uh, even with paying full price, it was it was all right. So like if you had to pay full price at both Barolan or Akacha, I, I definitely recommend Akacha more. I think, but the food was really good at both of them. Yeah, I. I'm moving those way up my list because I, I want to check out the ambiance at uh, Okacha and and see the candy store and everything. It was so yeah. It was it was a cool. It was a good experience. Um, then I went to sleep basically. Uh, woke up Tuesday morning. Uh, did not play at all, which is I think something we kind of talked about a little bit on Monday morning too. That Eric had gotten to me because you know usually <laughs> in the old days like my I'd be like ah, I need to play for an hour to like help make up free room for the casino but you know now i think about it like is it really worth me opening up a new gambling day and i'm like nah it's not so didn't gamble at all i went back to uh whatever the bakery is that makes white house's bread something brother formica brothers is that right formica it's yeah formica is that it I'm pretty sure it's yeah for Micah Brothers Bakery on Arctic. Avenue. It is for Micah Brothers yep. Bakery on Arctic Avenue. So I walked up there, had uh, some pastry, uh, walked back to Trap, uh, got some uh, Starbucks. Which you know I don't know why I went back there after my experience on Monday morning <laughs> with you guys was so bad, but uh, and went home. But yeah. all in all, it was a super good Atlantic City trip. Yeah, I also had a ton of fun. I also made the call not to open a second day at Borgata, which I think for me was especially smart because the hotel was not under my name. So <laughs> opening a second day and playing for 15 minutes or an hour or whatever, right. just been a mistake. But um, not that I'm getting any good offers at Borgata. I think I probably have to give them some time to 
to run it through the system. But uh, I don't expect a whole lot from Borgata because what I mostly played was was dollar video poker, but mm-hmm. um, and full pay. So, but we'll see. I mean, we'll see what happens. But it was a fun trip. I hope that we can get another one in August. Uh, we talked well, a little but, bit, but, bit about that before, before the show, but. Before we log off, do you want to talk about the rooms for, for a couple oh, of minutes? Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's, we we let's didn't do that. Go through the rooms real quick. So I stayed in a Borgata basic room. I thought it was great. Like, um, I don't know if I'd put it quite up there with the Centurion Tower rooms at Caesars, but the thing that I think pushes it ahead for me is just like the hallway. It is the basic room. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the hallways are way nicer. And then and then you come out of the elevator and you're, you're in Borgata with the nicer restaurants, the better gambling. So just like everything... The whole experience just feels classier and the service is better than Caesars in general. So, like, if they were equal price, I would choose the Borgata Basic Room. The thing is, I get Centurion Tower rooms not terribly infrequently, and I never, ever, ever get a comped room at at Borgata. So, uh, I mean, obviously, the argument that I'm going to get emailed ten times now is, like, if you actually played as much at Borgata as you played Caesars, you might get Borgata rooms. But, uh, I don't know. It's... it's a tough one. It's it's hard to make that move when you know that you can get something that you like at another place. But uh, it's I mean it's a nice room. And for my first stay, like I definitely going forward, I I feel like I texted my wife and I was like, oh, we definitely have to stay at Borgata next time. And she was kind of skeptical because she was like, I don't know what makes it so much nicer. I was like, just everything. Like every the attention to detail is just better down to like the linens and the beds and the carpeting and, and everything and, uh, the bathrooms. So, um, I think I'm, I'm just going to book it and tell her we're staying there and, and see if she agrees that it's nicer. If not, whatever, we'll just go to Caesars or shop (laughs) going forward. But I, it was very, very nice to finally stay at Borgata and I thought the room was great. Um, but you had two rooms to, I did. Yeah. So, I ended up booking a uh, waterfront tower during our pre-trip episode, I believe, or maybe when we were talking about it before the episode. So that was like Thursday night. I booked my Sunday room, and then I booked my Monday night room on Sunday <laughs> when I was in Atlantic City. I called and booked a room at the Tropicana. That's the way to so do. So Sunday night, I stayed in the waterfront tower at Harris, which it's. I feel the same about it as I, I felt the last time I stayed there. It's a very nice room. Uh, I, it's a pleasure to stay in. It's definitely worth it. I would absolutely stay at Harris if it was in the waterfront or uh, Bayview Towers, even though I haven't stayed in Bayview, but I hear they're at least as equally nice. I would not stay in Harbor or, or Marina. Um, yeah, it, it's definitely just it's a, it's a nice room. I, I'd say it's on par with with the Borgata basic room, but it's one of the nicer rooms at Harris, of course. Which I, I think is the big difference between Borgata and the other casinos that the basic room is at so much of a higher level than the basic room at any other casino. Um. So yeah, it was nice. Have you ever stayed in Waterfront Tower with me? Um, I think I've stayed in Waterfront, but I don't think with you. I think I got a Waterfront room. With my wife when we went for our anniversary once. Oh, yeah, you got upgraded. But I've definitely been in Harbor and Marina more times than I would like uh, and hope to never not, do that again. Not, not nice. <laughs> yeah, not yeah. good. Uh, so then, anyway, on Monday night, I moved to the West Tower at Tropicana. And I do have to say, you know, last time I ended up staying at Tropicana, which was a year and a half ago or so, I, I'd say, 
um, which I, I've talked about on the podcast. It was not a good experience at all. I'd say this time it was a, a totally different experience. Um, the check-in experience was great. I got into the room at about noon, which is something that just would not happen at a total rewards property for me, not, at least not without paying the 10 or 20 or whatever dollar fee to upgrade to early check-in. Um, so I got into the room early. I mean, the room is fine. It's not nearly as nice as the waterfront tower. I know you went into my room. What did you think about it? Yeah, it was fine. I mean, it was a little. It's a little jarring to go into a hotel room that has hardwood floors. Like I always find that a little weird. Well, it's not hardwood. <laughs> it's like I mean, it's fake, like yeah, laminate, but like not carpeted floors. Right. Like, I don't know. I. It's. I mean, it was nice enough, but. I mean, I would be totally fine with that room. I would be totally fine, fine if if I was it in was, that room comped. But uh, the nice thing was, I was on a really high floor. The view was really yes. nice, looking down on uh, Margate and Ventnor. Yeah, I actually tweeted the view from your room. <laughs> Yeah, when you were in it, when I was out with with Eleanor. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, creepy, but nobody else needed to know that until this right (laughs) until right now that you were you and and your brother were in my room at that time. Yeah, separately, we actually were not in at the same time because he went up with the key and got his bags or whatever, and then I was playing slots, and then he was like, "Oh, you need to go get your bags," and gave me the key. That's way more detailed (laughs) than anyone needs to know. But uh, no, I thought it was. I thought it was a fairly nice room for the West Tower, which certainly used to be the crappiest thing. I think at at the trap. The room was definitely fine. I, I also think it was a bit better because I ended up staying there on a Monday night. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> if it was a Friday night, it probably would have been a way worse experience because there would have been like way louder on the floor. But yeah, and they yeah, and it, they probably would have so been like here like here's the thing. And all that like, other stuff. Here's my my rule of thumb is I think it's always nice to stay in an upgraded room at some hotel because like generally the people who are incredibly loud at one, two, three in the morning do not aren't in the upgraded towers. So uh, staying in the West tower, which I believe is Tropicana's like lowest tier of tower. It was, it was nice on a Monday. I think on a Friday or Saturday night, I would not have enjoyed it nearly as much. Yeah. I mean, more reason to go midweek. <laughs> which we've talked a little about the potential. Well, yeah, in August pre-show, we talked about the potential of going midweek in, in August, which I think, I mean, for the summer, it's just so hard. The rooms are so expensive weekends. It's almost, it almost doesn't even make any sense. Like if you're going to go, I can, I can get any night other than Saturdays for the most part in the summer. Mm, No, I'm like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, maybe a Thursday (laughs) here and there. Uh, all right. Is that pretty much it? I think for our room wrap ups. I mean, this thing yeah, has this been has long. gone pretty long. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I think we kind of knew that coming into the episode, but yeah, that's about it. It was, a, it was a really good trip to Atlantic city. I really enjoyed myself. Of course I, I won. So that, that helped. Yeah. I, I lost, but I still had fun. I mean, I got to do a bunch of new stuff that I really liked and kind of renewed my, I mean, not renewed because I never felt bad about it, but certainly my last trip, as I've mentioned many times, like I didn't get to do much. I felt sick this time. you know, we, we did a lot. We gambled. We went to some places. We went to some off casino places that, that I really wanted to try. So nice to do all that. Very happy that you got to review some of the Jose Garces places at, at Trop. I know. Those are I knew you list, would so. be jealous. I know, I know that my wife will be annoyed as well when she listens to this. Oh man. I definitely like if. I could see my wife and I going to trap at some point um, just because she likes the beachfront, being on the beachfront property. And, and so maybe I'll use yeah, that as a bargaining chip to go. To your, to go. Yeah. 
good good dinner places. I know you love going to the uh, the taco place and the marketplace for for breakfast, right? Yeah. So, which by the way, I heard people in the elevator talking about how good that was too. So, still is a great place to go. Apparently, sounds like we have a trip planned. Me and my wife. Yeah. <laughs> Just have to find a date. Just a reminder that Steve has never steered us wrong. I think he was the one that originally recommended that. That is true, Casa. That is Steve, our first emailer. Yes. Um, all right. So I think we can wrap this thing up and, yes. and get out of here. Before my computer battery dies, it's probably a good thing. <laughs> so uh, if you want to join us, uh, you can find us at our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash do for a win. Find our content at do for a win.com. Uh, listen to our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, or YouTube. Uh, you can reach out to us on Twitter at do for a win or send questions to do for win at gmail.com. So what are we going to do for episode 50, man? We need to figure that out. It has to I don't be know huge. when we're going to do it. I don't know what we're going to do for it. Yeah. But, well, uh, we've bought ourselves a little bit of time to, to yeah. plan it out, but I think it's got to be huge, right? Epic. Yeah, I don't know 50. if we'll have time at the end of uh, next week to do it or not. Uh, obviously, next week is July 4th, so uh, maybe the week after we'll try to plan something appropriate for episode 50. But yeah. uh, you'll have to wait and see. Yeah, we should figure out a plan. Another cliffhanger. Yeah. Always, that's how we get listeners. Else, no one listen to us. It's smart. <laughs> it's just good business for our non-monetized podcast. Yeah, <laughs> we'll talk to you guys in a couple of weeks, and and good luck at the tables. So, right, I had nothing better to do on a random Tuesday night than be up until one in the morning. Yeah. Do you have anything for me before I log off and go to sleep? No, go ahead. I'm going to go play some Zelda for like an hour.